Happy Feast of Christ the King. The official title of today's feast is actually The Solemnity of the Feast of Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. It's very epic. Each year we celebrate this feast to remember who our God is. Today is also the last Sunday of the liturgical year. Next week we begin Advent. And in Advent, it's the beginning of something new. Advent begins next week, and it is a time of preparation. Preparation for welcoming Jesus at Christmas. Welcoming Jesus into our lives in a new way, over again. So here in our parish home, we are taking this opportunity, this time of preparation, to focus on the fundamental things that we do here at Holy Mass every Sunday. We will peel back what seems so commonplace and show how glorious it is. So we come here to worship every Sunday. And rather than just going through the motions of what we've always done, what we've done perhaps since we were children, we're going to delve deeply into what we do, what we do, why we pray, what we pray, why we say, what we say. So over the next few weeks... We will enter into the Holy Mass, this beautiful prayer that we pray so often, so that when we are here, we are really here, not just bodily present, but present in a new way, in our minds, in our hearts, and in our bodies. Participating with our whole selves, understanding what it is that, that we do, actively participating with our whole selves, understanding all of these things to the best of our ability. Not just to attend Mass, but to understand and to participate fully in the action of Holy Mass. So today being the Feast of Christ the King, it's worth thinking about what kind of king our God is. What kind of king is our God? Well, I think there are two elements of this question. Two elements to answer this question. First, God is king because he is ruler of the universe. He is powerful. And that is kind of the mark of a king, someone who has power. But someone who has power might not be a benevolent king. They might just be a tyrant. What is it that sets our Lord aside? We'll get to that in a moment. Yes, heaven and earth are full of his glory, as we say every Sunday. Yes, to him, angels and saints praise him forever in heaven. Hosanna in the highest, they say. Holy, 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 they proclaim, because he is the great and powerful king of the universe. As Paul says, in him were created all things in heaven and on earth. In him, all things hold together. Now that is power worthy of a king and the king of kings, the Lord of lords. But there's more to our Lord's kingship than simply his power, which is beyond all imagining. There's so much more to our Lord's kingship than his power. And it's this. It's the particular type of king that he is. That what he does for us goes beyond anything that we would expect from a king. He, yes, is all-powerful. But he is also loving to an unfathomable degree. He is the type of king who is willing to fight and die for love of his people. He is the one who, in the words of St. Paul, 
makes peace by the blood of his cross. He, who's in, he's in the line of David, by the way. He, we could say to him, you are bone of our bones and flesh of our flesh. You're one of us and you have saved us. You unite us. You bring us together. You unite us to you. This man we hear today from the good thief, our God, has done nothing criminal. He is the innocent one who dies for love of us. And we are the ones who have sinned. It is his love and mercy, not just his power, that makes him king of kings and lord of lords. He has gone to battle for us. He is a king who fights his people's battles. He is a king who has suffered for us, a king who has died for us. So he and he alone we adore. We worship him because he is the king of love, as we heard in our opening song. The king of love on Calvary. He's willing to go to such great lengths for love of us. By who he is and what he does, he deserves our fealty. He deserves our worship, our adoration, our reverence. For these reasons, we show him that reverence and adoration. So what do we do to show him reverence and adoration? What do we do every Sunday to show him that reverence and adoration? As soon as we walk in, as soon as we make our way into, the, into our pews, we genuflect. It is something that is a particularly Catholic thing to do. Especially in this day and age where there aren't really kings and queens who are demanding fealty, demanding people genuflect before them. It is something that is done specifically for a king. And I have no king but Christ. Something we do so often, this genuflection, that I think over time, because we've been doing it since we were children, we've been doing it for years and years, we do it time and time again, it kind of loses its meaning, it loses its luster. There was a time during seminary where there was a big movie premiere, so about 20 or 25 of us went out to the movie together. And it was an old-fashioned movie theater. Two rows of seats with an aisle, a large aisle, right down the middle. So we make our way into the movie theater, this huge group of guys all dressed in in our clerics, which kind of caused a scene, I suppose. And one of my friends who's right in front of me, making his way into the seat, he had the seat right next to me, he genuflected towards the screen. And immediately we all laughed at him. Right? Aha! What a loser. Genuflected before a screen. What are you thinking? And he did it because he wasn't thinking. He was just going through the motions, right? Something triggered in his memory. I'm, it, this is sort of church-like, right? But he wasn't really thinking clearly. He was going through the motions of what we always do when we enter a space kind of like that. What we didn't admit was the rest of us had to essentially prevent ourselves from doing the same thing, right? I probably would have done the same thing had he not done that, right? Had we not laughed at him. What was interesting about his genuflection was that it was, even though it was toward nothing in particular, it was actually quite a good genuflection. He went all the way down on his right knee, spent a moment there and came back up. He almost made the sign of the cross. I think he realized halfway through, what am I doing, right? Now, do we ever do that? where we genuflect when we come in, but we don't 
really genuflect towards anyone in particular. I'm not focusing on our Lord Jesus Christ, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, King of the Universe right here. I'm not really genuflecting toward him. I just genuflect because I genuflect. Do we do the same? And I think very often we do. When it could be a moment to make an act of faith, a beautiful act of faith. Lord, I believe that you are here. Lord, you are my God. You are my King. Beautiful act of faith, of reverence, of fealty. Praise God for that. Now, I said he made a good genuflection, barring the fact that he was genuflecting towards the screen. That he went all the way down to the floor on that right knee. If, and we should do the same if we're able, right? If we're unable, we make a profound bow. We do what we can. We show an act of love to our Lord. We're, but I, I think it's, it's important not to make a little, um, a little, little bob down, up, up and down, right? Or a little curtsy, right? Especially men, no curtsying. No curtsying men, all right? But to make essentially a half kneel before our God and King. And let's consider this. We don't kneel before anyone but God. Only He is worthy of our adoration and worship. Only he is deserving of this sign of love, of adoration, of worship. And for us especially, who live in a constitutional republic with democracy, we have no king. We bend the knee before no man. I can say, I have no king. I have no king but Christ. Now, this genuflection, it is an outward sign that reminds us of who is here. And it's worth being reminded of that once again. As often as we can, in fact. Who is here? He is the great I am. I am who am. He identifies himself to Moses. He's being. Being itself. He knits the whole universe together. In him all things have their being. He is God incarnate. Jesus himself, the King of kings and Lord of lords. So once again, to genuflect is to make an act of faith that God our King is present here, that we acknowledge that He has loved us with a love beyond all telling, with a power beyond all telling, and we love Him back. To genuflect is to say, Lord, I believe that You are here. And yes, You are the King of the universe, and You are my King. Amen.